Hello and welcome to the Tweed Coast Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message would inspire you, that it would build your faith, and that it would give you perspective on how God is moving in your life. So be blessed and enjoy the message. Well, G'day, welcome to the Tweed Coach Church. My name's Pastor Paul Gilling. It's an honour to share with you. We just love Pastor Jonathan and Amy. Carriage are just great friends of ours for so many years. And we're just excited about the future that your church has. And congratulations on purchasing your block of land. The future is so fantastic for your church. You know what? As a church here at IC, we wanna, we're going to donate in the new year $10,000 to your building program as well because we're just so excited what God is doing in a season of miracles. Your pastor's a walking miracle, but guess what? Tweed Coast Church is a walking miracle as well. The best days are ahead. I want you to turn in your Bible today to Matthew 6.25. I'm going to read this from the New King James Version. Therefore, I say to you, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I say that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed as one of these flowers. Now if God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For these are all the things that Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows the things that you need. But seek first the kingdom of God is righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. I want to encourage you. If God created the universe, He can provide your school fees, a house to live in, a job and employment. It's easy for God to do miracles in our world. What's hard for God to find is a generation that will seek Him first. But I love this scripture. Why are you worrying? Do not worry about your life. You see, in this pandemic season through 2020 and 2021, fear has been the overriding emotion dominating our nation and our world in politics, in the workplace, in, a, in the economy, in education. Fear is dominating every part of our lives. Fear about COVID, fear about the economy, fear about safety, fear about your personal finances or your job, fear about the climate. Fear is the tool of the enemy which restricts us, but faith is the opposite. That's what God used. He wants to expand our lives. The facts are real. We are in challenging circumstances. Let's take proper precautions and live wisely. The facts are real, but let's not live in fear of the facts. Our God is big, our God is strong, and our God is mighty. You see, faith will expand your world, but fear will restrict the world that you live in. Fear leads to worry. Worry leads to anxiety. And anxiety leads to inertia in your life. You're paralysed. Let me say that again. Fear leads to worry. Worry leads to anxiety. And anxiety leads to inertia. One of my favourite presidents of the United States is called FDR Roosevelt, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He was president during World War II and the Great Depression. And in fact, his inaugural radio address, when radio was a new technology in the year 1933, in the middle of the Great Depression, when 30% of the American workforce was unemployed, he, he gave his first ever radio address to the nation. He said this, So first of all, let me my, assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Nameless, 
unreasoning, unjustified terror, which paralyzes needed efforts to convert retreat into advance. You see, fear is the tool of the enemy to cripple your life. Fear will steal your joy, paralyze your destiny, and imprison the hopes and dreams of your family, your marriage, and even your business. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this. I love this scripture. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, Tweed Coast Church, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You see, fear is real. We're going to have to live with fear all our lives. You know, being courageous, not having the absence of fear, it's overcoming fear and putting our trust in God. My Orma, she's a Dutch lady. She died at 95 years of age. She immigrated to Australia after World War II in 1956 with her family here. And one time before she died, she spoke to me about fear. She remembers the day the German army invaded Holland and many of her neighbourhood was destroyed. She remembers the night that the Nazis came, the SS came and took all their Jewish neighbours off to the concentration camps. She remembered as a mother of four small children when her husband was arrested for being part of the Dutch underground and put in a concentration camp and what she was going to do. And, and she prayed in the midst of that fear and God miraculously provided food for her family. She knew about fear and how it paralyses us. But you've got to have faith to overcome fear. The devil has a strategy that is the opposite to God's strategy of faith for your life and for your family. The devil's strategy is to place a seed of faith, seed of fear in all of our lives, a spirit of fear in our heart that would cripple us and slow us down and have inertia in our lives for the future. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Wise judgment. It's amazing. Fear is the tool of the enemy to cripple you. But I want to tell you today, fear the opposite of fear is faith. And God wants the faith to rise up within you. Fear is a devil's strategy to keep you from achieving the purpose of God. But faith is the opposite. It will enable you to achieve the destiny and purpose that God has for your life and for your family. Let me give you a definition of fear from the dictionary. A distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil or pain. The threat, whether it's real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid. Another dictionary said fear is this, an unpleasant emotion. We'd all agree with that. Or thought that you have when you are frightened or worried by something dangerous, painful or bad that is happening or might happen. You see, fear is exactly like faith. Faith is believing something that may happen. Fear is believing something that may happen. We need God because He didn't give us fear. He gave us power. He gave us love and He gave us a sound mind. So when fear is in your heart anyway, it does not come from God. It comes from the enemy. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So in this season of the COVID pandemic, there is lots of things we can get fearful about, anxious about and get paralysed about. But we can't, we don't ignore the facts. We just got to understand we don't live in fear and faith can transcend the facts of life. So I just want to give you three things that I believe God can help you overcome the, three fears that I think are prevalent, prevalent right now in our lives. Number one is this, the fear of man. Many times we don't take steps of faith. Many times we're not obedient to God, the promptings of the Holy Spirit, because we're all worried about the other people's opinions and our own pride. We, 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 we hold up other people's opinions more than His Word or the more than His Holy Spirit's prompting. What will people think of me? If I do that, God, what will people say about me? We put the fear of man over the voice of God and the Word of God in our life. 
in our family, in our workplace, at the university, in our social media. Sometimes we won't speak up because we have fear of man. You know what? Many, many times in my life, God's challenged me about stepping through that fear barrier, the fear of man and being obedient to the Lord. I remember when I was a youth pastor at Garden City, we had this guy in our church called Peter. He had autism and he was an amazing guy. He was about six foot and he would walk up to me in church and he would just talk at one volume loud. We'd have shake hand time at church. He'd say, hello, Pastor Paul, how are you? And I'd say, how are you, Peter? And that was just a leading question because he wanted me to ask what he was doing and how he was going. He said, Pastor Paul, I am fantastic. I'm happy to be at church today. And then he'd give me a minute by minute breakdown of his day. At 6.05, I got up. At 6.07, out of bed. 6.10, I got into the shower and I washed myself. Then at 6.15, I brushed my teeth. And then and he just would give you all this detail. And then you go, 9.15 before I came to church, I had a double cappuccino, double shot cappuccino, because he loved coffee. So one time I'm in this cafe at Mount Cravat in Brisbane, and I'm talking to a politician who's, I'm trying to get a donation for our youth ministry to do some youth work. And it's not going well. The interview, the, 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 the coffee's not going well. And into this cafe, about 40 people in the cafe walks Peter. And he walks right in and he goes, he sees me at the back of the coffee shop. He goes, hey, Pastor Paul. And every Everyone in the cafe looks in, he walks up, he goes, slaps the politician on the back. He goes, this is my friend, Pastor Paul. And the politician's freaking out. He goes, he's awesome. He's my pastor. And he looks at the politician. You're having a coffee, Pastor Paul, you're having a flat white. I'll have a double cappuccino. Pastor Paul's paying. And then he started talking. Hey, Pastor Paul, I just did an artist presentation, my own exhibition. And I sold four paintings and I made $1,200. That's fantastic, Peter. And then he gets the coffee delivered to him. He goes, you should listen to this guy. He's my pastor. He's awesome, Pastor Paul. He slaps the politician on the back a second time and goes, see you, Pastor Paul, I love you. And everyone in the cafe is looking and he walks out. And, and, and guess what? The politician gave me the $5,000. But what's more important is Peter had no fear of man. He didn't care what people thought of him. He was just being Peter. I want to encourage you today. Don't let the fear of man hold you back from the destiny that God has for you, for your marriage and for your family. For God did not give you a spirit of fear, but power from heaven, the love of Christ and sound judgment, wisdom to make good decisions in your life. I want to encourage you today. Maybe you've made some bad decisions. Success in life is not making one bad decision. Success in life is continually making bad decisions. You can always make a good decision today and God can give you sound judgment, the leading of the Spirit. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. The second fear we need to overcome I believe today in Australia is fear in your finance. Maybe there's been job cuts at work. Maybe you're really challenged right now because of the border bubble and you haven't been able to go to the Gold Coast for work. And and that's real. That's a real need. Your finances are very challenged. Maybe you're a business person. And I've been really praying for business people in our church because small businesses have been struggling under this COVID season. Maybe you've got unpaid accounts, people not paying you. And we need to pray that there's a release in those accounts to you. 30, 60 days. Maybe the tax man's chasing you for unpaid. I don't know what it is, but you've got challenges in your personal finances. Where will the provision come from? Mounting household bills or car or home. Maybe you've taken a step of faith like the church, you bought a block of land or you're building a house and you've lost your job. I want to encourage you today. You know what? Fear in our finances can grip us and paralyse us. In 2011, our church in New Farm in Brisbane was flooded. We had like a metre of water go through the church and it was a very, very challenging time for me. And I, I was up all night stressing. We, we, uh, we, we were in about 12 venues that year because we couldn't, we had an insurance claim fight for 18 months. We couldn't get paid out our insurance claim and we, we lost people to other churches because we were continually moving around, didn't have a home and, and I was going to have to lay off a whole lot of staff and fear was so much in my mind about 
I couldn't sleep at night. I had so much anxiety. And, and I think sometimes, you know, we can, we can be crippled by fear, but then you've got to come to a point and go, well, well I've got to believe God can help me overcome this fear in our finances. Let me read a scripture to you. Psalm 37, verse 25. I love the scripture. I've been young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging for bread. In the middle of that flood season, I just had to come to the Lord and pray. So God, I don't know how to get through this. You've got to give me your peace. You've got to give me the strength because you haven't given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love and sound judgment. And together with our church board, we were able to make good decisions that got us through that incredible financial challenge and blessed and favoured on the other side. You know, I remember talking to my dad. He, he had a small business in country Victoria in the middle of the 1980s recession, the recession we had to have. And back then, you've got to understand, you think interest rates were strong then. His house loan was 18% interest. His overdraft loan for his business was 25%. It was very, very challenged. And as a kid, we didn't even realise that there was pressures on my parents. My dad got my mum to run the business. My dad went back to school teaching just to make the extra income. So he was doing everything in his own strength. But he said, Paul, we just had to trust in the Lord. We had to to put our faith in God that we weathered through that place and got all you kids through university and high school. And you know what? God blessed us in the midst of very trying financial circumstances. I want to encourage you today. What does Psalm 37, 25 says? I have been young, now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging for bread. I want to encourage you today. You know what? God has your provision in mind. God's going to look after you. Just trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lead not on your understanding. Acknowledge Him in all your ways and He will make your path straight. You know, I pray for you as a business owner today that God would give you wisdom and decisions and a breakthrough in your business. I pray if you've been laid off because you've had casual walk across the board, whatever it is, come to God. God in prayer with prayers and petitions and he can help you. You know, I really want to encourage you in that there. You know, my, my father um, in the 1990s had a serious work injury and he couldn't work as a teacher in his business. He had a back injury and, and literally for six months he was uh, on the ground and he started crying out to the Lord saying, Lord, what, what does this mean? And, um, and he, he was praying for healing and, and my dad had been an irregular tither. And, um, and, you know, he was worried because one son was at uni, one son was at high school, one son was up in Adelaide. And, and, um, and, and he, was, he was thinking, am I going to lose my house? I can't work. He had a work cover case going on. And in the middle of that time, he thought, you know, for the first time in my life, he got saved at 36 years of age. He thought, I'll read through the Bible. And he read through the Bible. And you know what God spoke to him about? Not about healing, but about tithing. He read this scripture, you know, from Malachi 3.10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, that I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing there'll be no room enough to receive it. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that it will not destroy the fruit of your ground nor the, your vine fail to bear the fruit of your field. And you know what my dad did in the middle of his health crisis? For the first time in his life, he began to tithe, even on the small amount he had regular tithe. He'd pay all his bills before that. And then if there's anything left over, he'd give something to church. But he tested God in this scriptural principle. And you know what? God began to do miracles in his life. He got the work cover job and they put him on as a real estate agent as a 55-year-old guy. And they said, can you try and sell one property a month? He sold four farms the first month. And, the, and his boss said, well, I can't give you any commission because you're on work cover. So Ben, how can I help you? How much does it cost for your son to go to university and accommodation? And my dad told him a figure and he paid all the figure. Then the next my dad sold another four farms. He said, I can't pay you any commission, Ben. So what about, why don't we come down to the local dealership and he bought him a brand new car, work vehicle, and the blessings kept flowing. You know what? Let's test God in this area. Don't have fear in your finances. Put your faith in the Lord. And the third thing, 
that we need to be realised that we've got to overcome is fear of the future. Fear of the future. I'm finding right now, as I talk to university students and families, there's so much pessimism about the future. It could be about geopolitics or the rise of China or the climate or the economy or, so, or health issues. Well, my mum had cancer, I had breast cancer, and that means I'm going to get cancer. Or my parents got divorced, well, I'm never going to get married because I fear that I might go through divorce. Or, you know, I'm never going to travel again overseas because of COVID. And, uh, or fear about our children's future, will they ever get a job? Will we ever be able to buy a house because the economy is booming and house prices? And what about employment or the environment or peace in our world? And there's so many things that people can have such fear in their lives, it can literally cripple them and they don't do anything. That's the opposite of how God wants us to live our lives. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. So we've got to believe there is a good destiny, despite how challenging the circumstances were. You know what? I read an article the other day and on a website about an Extinction Rebellion protest at Parliament House in Canberra. And they, they burned a pram and they put blood on the steps. And this girl, 31 years of age, single, said, this is what her quote was, I will never have a child in this world because I fear the future. Bringing a child into this world with all the climate problems would be like child abuse because the world is so bad. Therefore, I'm never going to have children. What a statement of fear and not of faith. You know, the world's never been that great. If you talk to my Ormash, my dad was born in a bomb shelter in the middle of a bombing raid in 1944 in Holland. The world was pretty bleak then, but he's 77 now and has had a wonderful life. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Yes, the world that we live in right now in 2021 has serious challenges. COVID, poverty, climate, economic disruption, recession, wars, terrorism, family affordability. But the world's always been a challenging place to live in. We've just been lived in a blessed quarter of the world called Australia. We've had 32 years of economic prosperity. You think about the world's always been challenging. Imagine living during in Europe during the bubonic plague when one in every three people in Europe died of the plague. Or in the Spanish influenza after World War I, 50 million people died of the Spanish influenza after World War I. One quarter um, to a third of all Australians contracted Spanish influenza and in 1999, 1919 alone, 15,000 Australians died of Spanish influenza. In the Great Depression in Australia, 30% of Australia was unemployed. The GDP of Australia dropped 10% in 1930 alone. Or think about the challenge of World War II. Between 1939 and 1945, six years of war, 75 million people died in that war alone. Let me say to you, the world has always been a challenging place. So let's not live in fear. Fear is the tool of the enemy to cripple your life, steal your joy, paralyse your destiny and imprison your hopes and dreams. I want to encourage you. Yes, we have challenges, but fear not because God's with us. You know what? Your kids can have an incredible destiny. Your family can be blessed. Let me read this, Isaiah 41 verse 10. I love this verse. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. I love this. We should write a song about it. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. God says, I will strengthen you. I will help you. I'm telling you, God cares about you. 
your family, your unsaved friends and family, your neighbours, your workmates. God cares about humanity. His heart breaks for us. He will strengthen us and he will help us. Don't fear, not because you're talented or you've got the greatest bank balance or share portfolio. You don't have to fear because God is with you and God is with me. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. I love that. You think about what has God given us? Power. God can do anything. He can bring healing. He can bring provision. He can bring opportunity. He can guide you in making tough decisions in life. The Bible says the word will be a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our... God's got power. Just read the Bible and see the power to deliver Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego from the fiery furnace, Daniel from the lion's den, David from Goliath. There's stories of God's power. Secondly, he's given us love. Love that overcomes challenges. Love that forgives you, but also helps you to forgive others. Love is a weapon for advancement in relationships with people and community. And then thirdly, God has given us a sound mind. To me, that's strength and peace. Even in the middle of the storm, you can have peace. Because guess what? The battle in 2021 is in our mind. Philippians, let me read another scripture to you as I close. Philippians 4.8 says this, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate, think on these things. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me from the word, these do. And then when you've done this, thinking on good things, not on bad things, then the peace of God will be with you. I want to encourage you today. Don't live in fear. Do not be paralysed by fear, but live in faith in your God. And guess what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I want to encourage you today. Church, Tweed Coast Church, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And the best days for your life are ahead and the best days for Tweed Coast Church are ahead. Let me just finish with one more scripture because I love the scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Hey, let's praise God in advance. Yes, this storm, this challenging season will soon pass. We've got things to walk through, but guess what? Let's not live in fear. The facts are real, but faith transcends fear and the facts. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you would like to connect with us, we would love to connect with you. Jump on our website, tweetcoastchurch.com.au for ways to stay in touch. Or follow us on Instagram at Church. Well, that's it from us. Have a fantastic week.